What's up, everybody? It's your girl, Chef Che, your L.A.-based, loyalty-raised music appreciator that loves to give the people what they want. You are now tapped into the seventh episode of the Culture Menu Podcast. So let's jump right in to this week's topics. What's up, guys? What a week, what a week, what a week we've had. I'm going to start by saying I voted this week. I voted. And you guys should vote, too. If you have voted, text your friends, text three friends, see if they voted. Text your mama, call your granny. Everybody, make sure they vote this year. It's so important. I guess I've always voted ever since I've been able to vote. I voted. But it's nothing like now. You know, before I was I was voting for Obama the first term, the second term, and now I'm here. Jeez. Jeez, 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 jeez. It's never been it's never been quite a time like this. Um, especially for POCs, you know what I mean? We've had our ancestors die for this right that people take for granted. So don't take it for granted. Speak up for your people. Do what's right. Regardless of who you vote for, just exercise that right because it's very, 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 very important. So I'm going to be rocking my I Voted sticker at some point. <laughs> Maybe I'll post it on the Culture Menu uh, Instagram. Make you niggas jealous. Yeah, a lot's been on my mind. I was like, man, this week it was kind of difficult to figure out topics and what I should say, what I want to talk about. Do I want to be serious, not so serious? All these things cross my mind. So I've been kind of the last couple of days letting things flow and uh, see how it goes, you know? I have been thinking about like, uh, when I watch these shows, I've been watching Shits, Shits Creek lately. Funny, hilarious, so funny show. If you guys haven't uh, watched it yet, you should. So funny, so funny, so funny. I think David, the son, makes the whole entire show. But anyways, I was watching, and I was just like, damn, like to see how they created this story, you know, is just super dope. But then I was thinking, damn, all the, think about all the untold black stories, sitting on the porch, getting your hair braided, you know, maybe even uh, flat iron, flat, what is it, flat iron? Groups, you know, group of us standing in front of places, just shooting the shit, chilling. And it doesn't even have to be us smoking weed. Like, they, like for some reason, every time they show us on TV in groups chilling, we have to be smoking weed. I don't understand that. Because I know a lot of black brothers and sisters that don't smoke weed. I'm not saying I don't. I'm just saying I know a lot of people that don't. So I don't feel like we should always have that narrative. It's lame. I'm just saying. Uh... Or like, or like how when black people get together and we, we laugh and shooting the shit on the block or whatever, somebody says something so funny and we all run. It's like we all running home all of a sudden in the middle of nowhere. Just disperse from a funny joke. You would think the cops is after us. No, just, just having fun, joking on your mama, roasting your shoes, roasting the hole in the back of your pants. Like that shit is just, you don't see it on TV. Like in just like in a normal, in normal instances. You just don't see it. The black family having the, the normal Sunday routine of cleaning the house, 
with the old school jams on, with the Teddy Pendergrass, with the Luther Vandross coming across the speakers, bruh. And your mom being like, you ain't leaving this house until, you know, plastic on your grandma's couch and it's too hot. So when you get up, y'all stuck. <laughs> That's funny. That's just funny. I used to go to my grandma's house and she used to always just have a cake there. Like, why? In case you guys come by, sweetie. But yeah, like, I don't like that. I don't like that a lot of our stories don't get told. I hope in the coming times with how the industry is changing and and growing and learning that we do get more of these stories told. Because even when we do get a black person in the in the uh in the entertainment business to like pave our way it's like they still have parameters they feel inside themselves that they need to abide by in order to get this white man's money to make this film it's true it's so true but i just want our stories to be told and i want them to be told properly is that so hard is that so hard like, if we could just get control of our narrative, the world internationally would think of us differently. Internationally think of us differently. I remember my granddad every Sunday, he used to uh he used to wake us up with the with the with the music blaring, blaring. And you know how your old the old folks had like a thousand different devices just to play one CD. Or a turntable, it just did not make sense. Don't touch my shit. And it's like, yeah, we can't touch it. We don't even know how to work it. Anyways, he'd wake us up with uh old school playing. Usually like it was like Boosie Collins or like just something, something smooth, you know? He'd come in and uh wake you up. That's it. Just wake you up. And then by the time you start cleaning, you like woken up and you groove into the music. You know, he he comes he comes in with donuts. Comes in with donuts. Everybody had their specific donut they got. I got donut holes, 12 donut holes. And he used to get like apple strudel type of shit. Don't touch it. But like those type of memories and traditions that I know other people would do experience in their household in some sort of a way, I think need to be passed on and talked about. I'm tired of seeing the same same convoluted narrative um on this tv so it's a task for y'all because there's nothing i as an individual can do it's gonna take all of us to make things happen move things forward but as long as we acknowledge them and they're in our brain then subconsciously hopefully we will be able to act consciously or subconsciously get it right get it right get it tight Yeah. Anyways, more black stories. I was thinking, okay, well, since we want black stories to be told on TV, why don't I tell a black story? Uh, and I am about to tell a black story. Well, it's a story. I'm not going to say it's a black story because that's perpetuating the narrative. In the spirit of, I guess, Halloween and all that energy, that dark, the dark vibes. I was like, dang, like, let me think of a story that's, uh, that was kind of dark. You know, some creepy stuff. 
there's a couple of different stories that come to my mind. Hmm, let's see. So I remember one time my uncle, he was alive at the time, and he was struggling with uh, substance abuse and stuff like that. Uh, at one point, my PSP, when those, whenever those came out, it had gone missing. And, you know, I was like, you know, hey, you know, you take my stuff, guy. And he was, yeah, no, you know, no, I didn't, blah, 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 you know, typical shit. Who's going to confess to taking a $300 device? Swear. He, ah, Chelsea, I didn't, I didn't take it. He used to talk like that. He told me asthma, but I don't know. So he, ah, Chelsea, I didn't take it. I promise. <laughs> right? And I'm like, all right, whatever. I know you did, but I'm never going to get it back. That was like the last pretty much conversation we had. He ended up kind of like leaving and, you know, doing what he did. And he died like uh, a year, a month after that or a couple months after that, I think. So I knew I was like, damn, never gonna get my PSP back, <laughs> you know, not even if there was a little bit of hope because there was a little bit of hope. So anyways, um, recipes, my uncle Stevie, but, uh, one day my mom's like, Chelsea. And like, you just, you know how you just know when your parents call you a certain type of way, like that's the, just get up and come. I'm like, what, what's going on? I'm like, what's happening? And as I'm saying that, I noticed her her dresser drawers open. So I looked down, and my PSP is right there. And I was like, you had my PSP the whole time, huh? She was like, no. She was like, I'm wondering how this thing got in here. I said, huh? And we both looked at each other, and we knew. We knew. That shit's creepy, bro. I believe in ghosts. I believe in ghosts for sure. You have no choice. Well, after that experience, I have no choice. I have, oh my gosh. Leaving ghosts. Now, the craziest part about this story, right? It's not even that I got it back. I got it back. I was like, damn, I can't believe my P like my PSP's back. I don't even know. I put it in my backpack because I was going to go with my mom somewhere. When I went with my mom somewhere, I ended up not using it. I think I left my backpack in her car. And she had to go to work the next day. And I told myself, oh, let me get up and get uh, the bag out of her car so I can play it all weekend while she's at work. I forgot. I was lazy. I'm a child. Who cares? But anyway, she comes home. She's like, Chelsea, I got something to tell you. I'm like, what? She's like, someone broke in my car and stole your backpack. I was like, what? She was like, yeah. She was like, I don't know what was in there. So I'm just hoping that you didn't really have anything important. I was like. That nigga came and got my PSP again. What crazy stories. I remember one time, my brother, when we were younger, my brother was bad, bro. My brother was bad as Shadaisy, okay? So bad. I think all the men in our family were pretty much bad, but my brother was bad. He used to pull knives out on people. He used to just set fire to shit. And it's just like, I guess it's that male energy that they just have to get out. But anyways, my brother, he used to just beat me up and stuff. We were young. It, you know, he didn't know any better. He did. But anyways, we were in the um in the guest bedroom one day. We were playing, uh, play fighting or something, probably WWFing. And he used to just use me as his little fucking rag doll. One day... He, he did that thing where you uh put somebody between your legs and you drop down. Oh, 
I was out. I was out. So he thought he killed me. He thought I died. He was trying to wake me up. I wouldn't wake up. He was like, oh, shit. I didn't kill my sister. You know, we have to be little, bro. Like, we have to be at least eight, nine. And we're two years apart. So this dude, he's like, oh, shoot, I killed my sister. What do you think he does? What do you think someone should do? Get up. Go tell somebody in the household, hey, something's happening, Chelsea. We need to save her. Call 911. Save my sister's life. Nope. You know what my brother did? He pushed me under the bed. He pushed me under the bed, guys. He pushed me under the bed. He thought the solution to his problems was pushing my lifeless ass seven-year-old body under a bed. And I was like, so what happened after that? He was like, oh. He was like, after I pushed you under, <laughs> as I'm getting from under the bed, you just looking at me. And I was like, huh? He was like, you must have woke up. And you asked what happened, and I said nothing, and I just pulled you from under the bed. I was like, wow. He told me that story not too long ago, guys. I could, I, well, I'm, he's smart. Because if he would have told me when I was younger, I would have resentment. Like, he don't care about my life. Nigga pushed my body under the bed. Didn't even care. what He was going to hide me under there. He's probably going to be on Snap. Not, shit. Nah, but that, that was a crazy story. I just had to get that off my chest. Cause it's, it's always on my mind. I'm like, this nigga was going to sacrifice me. I remember one time I went on a date. Oh, man, the date was so, it was amazing. It was amazing. The lady had taken me, she had taken me to a strip, a strip club. Uh, we had went to a bar. She was like, oh, you want to get out of here? I was like, hell yeah. I'm thinking, you know, we're going somewhere else. She was like, nah, let's go to the strip club. I'm like, oh, snap. Go to the strip club. We spend some dollar, dollar bills, y'all. We get a little litty. You know, she's like, oh, do you want to go back to my place? And I'm like, oh, for sure. You know, you know, you make sure everything's good. Like, okay, I ain't got nowhere to be in the morning. You know, I ain't da-da-da. Like, okay, everything's good. I can go, for sure. We go to her spot. I'm excited. We're watching TV, you know, chilling. But, you know, you know, you know where the night's going. I swear to you guys. Okay? I swear to you. Ten minutes after sitting in in the uh in the living room watching TV. Ten minutes. Okay? I get bubble guts. Oh my gosh. That was probably the worst experience I've ever had, ever. So I'm like, yo, no way. So you know how you give yourself, you bra you brace yourself, you're like, all right, look. I'm going to give myself five minutes for this shit to subside. And then we're going to keep moving forward with the night. Bro, it was just getting worse. I felt myself trembling. I must have ate something bad or something. You know what I mean? Like something must have went completely wrong. I'm sweating. I'm like not talking anymore. And, you know, she's, she's like, oh, you know, <laughs> you know, trying to kiss and stuff. And I'm like, bro, like this shit is actually making me nauseous at this point. Right. So. In my head, I'm like, how the fuck am I going to get out of here? Because we can't, we can't do nothing now. I am clinching. Okay, guys? 
I'm clinching. And I was like, and this is one of those moments where you're like, okay, I can go to the bathroom here, right? I can go to the bathroom. Hopefully they got a window and maybe I'll be able to air it out. But I was like, the way that my, my stomach's feeling, this ain't one of those. So I had to leave. I was like, bro, I could say I need to go to the store, right? I was like, shit, I live like five minutes down the way. I could say I got to go to the store. But it was like in that moment, I couldn't have said that. Like, why are you leaving right this very second when things are getting cracking? So I had to play. I had to play like I wasn't with it, guys. I had to play like I was a tease. I had to play like I had led you down this road. But now I'm retracting my statement. So I was like, yo, you know what I'm saying? I respect you too much. <laughs> I remember the vibe like, you know what? I really appreciate tonight. I got to go. I think I probably even said like three words, right? Like I, I got to go. I'm sweating. I'm clenching. I don't even think I'm going to make it anywhere. I think I just need to make it to my car at this point. I, I'm okay. And I'm in my mom's whip. I don't know what was wrong with my car at the time, but I'm in my mom's whip, leather seats. I'm like, all right, I can clean it up. <laughs> I swear. I swear I gave up. So I leave and she's tight. Like she's look like she's looking at me and like, doo -doo -doo. I'm like, damn, I got to go. Like, fuck it. She, you know, oh, well, hop in the car. I am flying. I am flying. She just so happens to live in the middle of a fucking residential with nothing but bumps. Each bump, I swear to you. A little of me leaves my body. I was like, oh. by the time I get home, okay, I am running, pushing, just get everything, get out the fucking way. And I mean, but I was proud of myself. You know why I was proud of myself? Because I saw what was coming. Okay. Imagine if I would have, if I would have taken that chance in her bathroom, bro. And then after that, I got a text the next day like, um, not sure what I did. You know how insecure girls go, right? Not sure what I did that had you leave yesterday like that. And it's like, boy, you don't even know. I'm shit on your couch. <laughs> if you if you don't <laughs> you don't get out my text messages with this bullshit. Oh my god! But I I'll never forget that. Like now, I'm paranoid. Every time I go on a date, I like have to go to the bathroom before. I'm cautious about what I eat while I'm there. I'm like, I'm gonna eat a salad, nigga. Like, I'm just gonna bread. G give me just give me some bread. I don't, I'm cool. You know, I don't even want no butter, just bread. I'm good. A little bit of wine, that'll be all right. Cause it's just like you, I don't know if you guys have ever been through something like that. I don't know if y'all ever been through something like that, but I do pray you never have to. All right, guys. So back back when I was little, back well, back when me and my brother were little, because more of these stories are me and him together, right? But back when I was little, um, my mom, we lived in L.A. My parents decided to get divorced. We moved to Santa Cruz um, for a couple years. And so at that time, we were in, like, uh, elementary. But... Coming from L.A. to Santa Cruz, I'm not sure if you know the dynamics, but like L.A. is like, you know, culture, you know, donut shops on the corner, liquor stores everywhere, you know, just vibes, loud music, everyone knows everybody, you know, that kind of vibe. Santa Cruz is like dirt, bees, white people and cops, right? That's it. That's it. Those are the two different 
things, right? Anyway, so my mom was this, this white-ass town. Um, it's our first day. We had just come from Target because um, we didn't have any furniture at the time. I, we might have had a bed. We might have had beds. I don't even think we had beds. But she was like, okay, you know, you guys can get some stuff, whatever, whatever. Go after that. We go straight to the house. And she and um, my mom wants to start getting the apartment ready. She's like, you know, go outside, meet some folks. You know, do what we do in L.A. Just meet meet the kids around. All right, for sure. Well, we start meeting the kids. We're having fun, having a good time. There's this kid named Sebastian. Should I bleep his name out? I don't know. But there's a kid named Sebastian, and he starts talking reckless to my brother. Well, at this time, my brother was a little more reckless with the lips. And he was going in. He just started just going in on this kid. And I'm a Virgo. I'm real observant. So I'm like, this is not going to go well. Right? All of a sudden, this kid's a bash. He just starts screaming. He's like, ah. <laughs> okay? He's, ah. And I was like, oh, shoot. He about to charge him. Well, as it says, ah, he puts his head down. He's, he's going to run towards my brother like he's about to headbutt him. I jump in front of my brother. Kick the dude on the top of the head. Tippity, tippity, top of the dome. He goes flying. I jump, because you know, LA, you got to finish him. So I jump on top. I'm molly whopping him. Pop, 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 pop. Next thing I know, everybody's just, ha, ha, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just thinking, I'm survival mode right now. I'm like, no, he ain't finna touch my brother. He ain't finna get up and hurt me, right? Molly, boom, 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 boom. Well, my mom must have heard the commotion. She comes outside. She's like, Chelsea, get your black ass up here right now. Sonny, get your ass up here. And I'm like, all right, that's fine with me. I ain't going to get beat up, right? Go upstairs. And I'm chilling. We cool, comic collect. Me and my brother ain't tripping. My mom starts, gets to yelling and stuff. And, you know, she had bought us those inflatable, those inflatable chairs back in the day. Little purple ones and blue ones. She's like, don't you sit on those motherfucking chairs. That I just bought you. I'm like, all right, I don't deserve it. All right, what's up? And she's like, Sonny, why didn't you, why, why weren't you helping your sister? Look like she got it taken care of to me. I realized over time that I'm weird. I guess not over time. I guess I've kind of always known I'm a little different. Do you ever think about like, what other people think about, like, do people see what you see out of your eyeballs? I don't know. Anyways, but I've always been fascinated with, like, true crime and, like, death or how someone died, you know? Because it's just crazy to me. Death is crazy to me. It's like you live your life. You live your life every day, you know, striving to be better in the end. And you don't even know when the end is coming. So the end could come when you in the middle of being a trash ass nigga. Do you know what I mean? It's just weird. Life is weird to me. The concept of it, what we supposed to do while we living, all of it is weird to me still um, as a 28 year old, 29, I'm sorry. Oh shit. At 29 year old, it's still weird to me. So you tell me we supposed to be born, not talk for a year, go through life, I don't know, and with these people that think they know everything, and then uh, die. I don't know. And then we're supposed to work. That shit's crazy to me. Come in the world for free. 
pay to live, die for free. Even though when you die, you got to pay for your fucking funeral services. Mm. Anyways, so yeah, I found out I'm weird. I have a true crime fascination. I love those documentaries like The Stair- the Staircase, right, on Netflix, where the, the guy found his wife at the bottom of the staircase. And he's saying she must have had a brain aneurysm and fell and hit her head and got seven gashes in her head. And they're saying there's no way that she fell on down the stairs and got seven gashes in her head. Oh, yeah, by the way, one of his other friends died this way. Weird. Mindfuck. Did he do it? Mm. Mm. I love watching Snapped and, like, figuring out how they got to where they are, how they got to their snap moment. Like, oh, he was hitting me. Oh, he hit me again. Oh, he um he cheated on me. And then I just snapped. And boom, 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 boom. Or he he yelled at me. He hit my kid. I got mad. I hit him with the car. It's like, whoa. That's crazy. And I feel like my 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 fascin my fascination, infatuation with it is that I don't want to do it. I don't want to end up being that person that like just snaps. Because I'm a cool, calm, collected person intentionally. I'm intentionally cool, calm, and collected. Like when chaos is erupting, I get calmer. You know? So, I don't know. But I realized it because my girlfriend mentioned it. She was like, you like this stuff where people die and you figure out the murder case. I'm like, hell yeah, where she can't stand it. Even though she likes horror movies. Mm. Also, I guess it's in the same the same boat. So I'm not gonna hit the boop. Not gonna hit the music on you. But how do y'all feel about all these kids being found all of a sudden? And when did these niggas go missing? Like, how come I didn't know there was all these kids missing? And we're like. And they find all these kids in, like, cargo containers. And they're like, oh, by the way, oop. And just to let you know, Wendy Williams passed out today. It's like, whoa, let's take a step back, guys. Let's take a, what? Why are we not talking about these missing kids more? Why are we talking about child trafficking, human trafficking in general? Like, these are really big things. Like, I would hate for anybody in my family to be taken and no one know and in the world not care. And you find them in a fucking cargo container and no one still care? Mm. I don't know, guys. We got to we gotta sharpen up on our priorities here and what we want the news to share. Especially when all these news are owned by the same people. Like, come on, guys. We got to do better. I need someone to come up with some black news because, you know, we'll keep it real. We'll keep it real. Even if it's our own people, we'll keep it real. Shakita done did it again. You know? Shakita done got drunk at the bar down the street and hit the Waffle House. We'll tell you. But we'll all, you know what I'm saying? We'll we'll handle it too. We probably the ones that got Shakita out the car. You know? So, I'm just saying. Um, We need to start talking about these missing babies. We need to start talking about these missing babies and these murdered babies. Black love is beautiful. 
Black love is strength. Black love is love. No matter where it's coming from. Whether it's a black man holding another black man accountable, that's love right there. A black woman holding another black woman accountable, that's love right there. A black man holding a black woman accountable, that's love right there. And a black woman holding a black man accountable, that is love right there. There's no room for hate or animosity. Understand, people don't, not all the time, but a lot of people don't hold you accountable to, to, to hurt you or hold you down. They're just trying to help you see something that you probably don't see. And they wish you would. So with that, I'm Chef Che, and you just tuned into the Culture Menu Podcast. Tap in.